0: Hello and welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to hit the follow button. Also, give us a rating. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy today's episode. Hello listeners, my name is Lisa and I'm here with my lovely co-host Colin and Today, we're actually starting kind of a fun little series, we decided that, you know, we wanted to kind of connect with our audience a little bit, and essentially do a series where we kind of share our own stories. So who we are, um, where we've come from, and really what's led us up to being in this field that we work in. And Colin, has been so lovely and brave enough to start the series off and <laughs> share his story. So yeah, from co-host now to lovely guest, Colin's here in the hot seats. So Colin, how are you feeling about starting off and sharing your story today?
1: Feeling good. Hi, everyone. Yeah, Colin Krogan, director of development and outreach here at Live Islands Free. Um, really excited to be a guest this time around. We have the, the tables have turned, um, <laughs> so I'm I'm excited to uh, you know get a little more vulnerable with you all and kind of uh, explain yeah how I came to find myself at Live Islands Free here in Tahoe.
0: Awesome. And you know we're going to treat Colin like every other guest on the show. So of course we're going to start off with some fun questions. So my first question for you. If there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play you in the movie?
1: Ooh, that's such a good one. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I feel like I've gotten a few. This is just crowdsourced from what other people have told me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh but I feel like Billy Eichner, honestly.
0: I feel oh like my God, is, yes. He
1: yes. is so funny. Um, has such a New York edge that I feel that I've unfortunately brought with me to California. Um, <laughs> and it's just um, really representative of, of me. People have also said, you know, they're like, oh, you remind me of Adam Driver. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment. But um, but yeah, I would I say probably it. Billy Eichner. Um, I think that would be funny. Um, maybe it would be a rom-com. I don't know.
0: Ooh. <laughs> He did make a great rom-com too. I don't know if you saw that movie, bros loved it.
1: Oh yes. So good. Phenomenal.
0: Um, Yeah. But I love that answer. And I love Billy Eichner. So perfect answer. (laughs) Thank you. My second fun question for you. What is your favorite type of self-care?
1: Oh, wow. Favorite type of self-care. Hmm. I mean, I love a good skincare routine. I'm very diligent about my skincare. care. Um, I would say for me, I'm such a, a water elemental person, you know, triple cancer, astrologically speaking, um, a really long hot shower, a hot tub, the pool, mm-hmm. anything involving water is really so such a release for me. Um, I've, I've joined a sailing team here in Tahoe. Um, it's just so exhilarating and I love it. I love every second of it. Um, so yeah, I would say the water in any form is really my self-care.
0: I love the sailing team thing. I think that's so cool, especially, I mean, on Lake Tahoe too, like what better place to sail? Cause it's such a beautiful Lake. Um, but I want to double back cause I'm curious. Cause you're all sure. about your skincare routine. Yes. What's, do you have like a go-to product product line?
1: I mean, I have been using our ageless and community partner products. I'm a huge fan. Okay. Um, some of you might remember May who was on our podcast earlier this year. Um, I do. I just, I swear by there's a little exfoliator at Trader Joe's that really does the trick. Um, okay. but you know, you got to find what works for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm all in any, i never met a serum. I didn't like, I would, I would say it that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just snaps to that. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> we love the serum around here. So snaps to that. Um, and also great plug for the ageless Zen products. Um, may was phenomenal. And I was like, so interested hearing about, all the ingredients and just like the science behind everything that she made for her lines. So, and I mean, I know our listeners, y'all can't see him. Colin has fantastic skin. So that's why
1: <laughs> You're so nice.
0: I definitely wanted to, you know, pick his brain a little bit about what products. Um, all right. So of course the last question, and you know, as a co-host, you already know this one is coming because you've been on several episodes where we've had guests, but if you can have lunch with anyone throughout time, fictional, non-fictional, who would you have lunch with and why?
1: Hmm. This is such a tough one for me because I feel like I really identify as like an aspirational time traveler. I would love to pick someone from like a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like, not like a founding father, but like maybe like a, oh, I don't know. Oh, this is so tough.
0: See, and this is why we ask this question to everybody, because even with Colin knowing this question's coming, it is still a I knew it
1: was coming. I knew it was coming, and I'm still unprepared. (laughs) Um, Ooh, let's see. Like a Julius Caesar, Cleopatra type person, you know, someone from, like, ancient Rome. I'm, like, really into that stuff. I'm a huge history nerd. I love archaeology. I think that would be so cool.
0: (laughs) perfect answer i'm a huge like egyptology nerd as well so as soon as you said that i was just like again snaps to that i'm like yes
1: big i feel like there were there were egyptology kids and there were not egyptology kids you <laughs> <Right>. know <laughs> and i was a hundred percent we were in that, in that category yep. uh-huh. oh
0: yeah <laughs> oh gosh love it and i think it's fun because even me like knowing you through work right and our knowing each other has always been virtual. So it's just fun even for me to get to know you a little bit deeper. And I'm sure for the listeners as well. So thank you for being open with all those fun questions. But I want to jump in. I want to know more about Colin Crowen. Like, what is your story? Go back as far as you want to go and just, yeah, tell us how you got here today
1: to the very beginning. Um, Yeah, I I was uh, born in Greenwich, Connecticut, originally an East Coast boy. Um, Definitely New York my whole life um, until COVID. Um, But yeah, had a really, really, you know, beautiful, privileged childhood in the East Coast. You know, really thankful for that. Um, I really love my hometown, Rye, New York. It's where I spent all my years growing up. Um, I eventually, you know, went on to uh, go to Fordham um, study communications. I was originally a journalism major. Um, so I do, uh, you know, I kind of started my, my segue into the social and influencer world that I found myself in, in my twenties was really because I think I I was really interested in stories and I was really interested in human interest and, Mm um, you know, editorial in a sense. And, um, you know, eventually, you know, my first internships were really at AOL and Huffington post. Um, and, uh yeah working there and and doing some articles and they were like very quickly we're kind of like hey you're really good at uh you're really good at the social media thing why do how about 140 characters or less for you and then kind of pushed me towards kind of matching older content with newer articles and just kind of taking old things and making them new and i would say that's been a huge theme throughout all of my career experiences taking something that kind of needs a rebrand and and inserting some new life into it yeah um but uh but yeah that you know New York my whole life, um, lived in, you know, for, was in the Bronx for four years of Fordham, then moved to Brooklyn for a year, then uh, realized I wasn't a Brooklyn person, moved back and moved to Chinatown, which I loved, um, loved, loved, loved. I would probably still be there um, had, had the world not changed so drastically, but. Sure.
0: Is COVID the reason why you wanted to move out of New York? Or was that something that, like, you were already thinking about it? And, like, what happened around that time with COVID that, got you to leave New York essentially?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, great question. Um so, you know, was living in Chinatown for about four years at that point and then had met my, you know, now uh fiance Anthony, who um is uh just so so amazing. And we were living very parallel lives in in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Um just right across Bowery. He was on the other side and we were kind of living in separate circles and um, you know, we eventually met and that changed everything for me, you know, finding your person. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he really changed my life in a lot of ways. You know, he's an amazing photographer, content creator. There's a lot of, you know, just such a creative, so many things he can do. Um, and quickly just became so wrapped up in each other's lives. Um, I ended up moving in with him into his Chinatown apartment. And then um, my, my current roommate at that time went to grad school uh, at Yale to go into the theater program and so, you know, a lot of things were shifting, and I had moved in with him, and he had wanted to actually move to LA for a year prior, and we were really, you know, I was not not receiving the pitch well. I was like, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, I love New York. You know, I'll never I'll never leave. Right. And um, you know, then it kind of it the road kind of opened for me and that, you know, COVID happened. The influencer marketing agency I was working with at the time, Open Influence, um, I loved that job. It was so amazing. I was, you know, getting flown across the country to put on these influencer campaigns and essentially shoot commercials with influencers. It was just an exhilarating job. Yeah. It was such a cool job. Um, Wearing every hat under the sun. Um, And then, you know, the event marketing industry, as it was, came to a complete halt. You know, that everything stopped um so they ended up shutting down the new york office and uh i had some big decisions to make and you know realizing that you know where i was in my life that it was just time to kind of say yes to the adventure and um we ended up buying a car packing up everything we owned and and uh leaving our new york apartment and driving across country um to uh to California, our you know our first stop was actually our friend's cabin. It's a very funny segue, um, but yeah, has has been an amazing adventure with so many uh, growth opportunities. I will call them you know mm-hmm. challenges, but certainly uh, looking back in hindsight, you know, has made me into such a such a more interesting person. I think has given yeah. me such perspective um, to be able to to come to California and and you know even even. My whole California inter California journey, right? From from LA to Tahoe has been a whole saga. Sure. Um so it's been uh it's been quite an adventure, but I'm very grateful for it.
0: Yeah. And I just love hearing that you guys are both like these creative people. Like it just seems like you just met someone in your soul and your passions just kind of aligned. And I love that, you know, you were saying how you would like probably still be in New York, right? But it's like I love that that's sometimes what love does. It just like opens you up to like all these new opportunities, all these new, you know, kind of changes in your life that maybe like alone you wouldn't have done. But when you find that right person, it's like all of these things can just fall into place. And, you know, I'm just so much more willing to go about that adventure because we have each other to do that. Um, So I love that. I've been smiling this whole time because I'm like, this is (laughs) so lovely. (laughs) I already love this story. Um,
1: It's a good one. Yeah, good one. I'm proud of it
0: yeah and i mean like la for anyone that's not familiar with california um like la is so vastly different from tahoe so i'm curious like once you guys you know landed in la what was that final push right like what kind of got you to go that far north into the mountains of tahoe
1: yeah it's i mean it's definitely something that really cracks me up because i feel like new york feels like it has this rivalry with california and california's preoccupied with its NorCal SoCal thing you yeah. know and it's like the people <laughs> the people in LA and the people in Tahoe couldn't be more different oh, but so true. I love my Angelenos live in Tahoe um but yeah we, we pretty much we land there and he had spent Anthony had spent many of his 10 years you know when I was in New York in San Francisco before the tech boom mm-hmm. and a lot of his friends and network found themselves in LA after that so we kind of were you know immersing into his network, you know, with all of these other amazing creative people that he knows, and um, just, uh, you know, getting our feet wet with this kind of California quality of life. And it was really fun, you know, but I guess what really, um, uh, I guess I should pre-context that by saying, um, we got to LA, you know, was, was kind of still figuring things out for a few months and then eventually took a job with, um, working with the Kardashians, actually creating a cleaning product for Kris Jenner during COVID. <laughs> I don't know. What? if you've ever even, I've never even told you that. I don't think, No. Um, But yeah, that was like the first LA job I had was working on Safely um, and doing this brand launch for this plant-based cleaner um, during COVID. And it was really wild. And, you know, I was sitting next to um, the girls who worked at Skims next to Good American on this like really funny corporate complex in Culver City. And so that was just, you know, and doing this whole gifting campaign in the middle of COVID or I guess towards the very end. But it was... um, it was really interesting. And I was really raring to get right. back to yeah. work in a real way. You know, I had taken some Zoom jobs before that that were just not it for me. You know, I'm such a in-person person. I need to be connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was just this amazing opportunity to kind of be a part of something so much bigger than myself and so LA-centric. And yeah. um, really, <laughs> really took Say a the least. big, <laughs> a big bite of LA um, out of that, with that. Um, so yeah, and then, so that eventually... You know, came to its end naturally, and um, then we kind of found ourselves dog sitting. Um, I don't know if you also knew that we also dog sit as a side hustle. Um, so you know, we were dog sitting to pay the rent, and uh, we kind of were like, okay, maybe you know, we think about what we want to do next. Um, you know, we were both in a really turning point with our careers, and um, you know, we were looking at options of whether do we do we go back east, do we go back home and live with family, and you know what makes sense. And, um, we decided to make the move to go spend some time with his family up here and help renovate, uh, this house that I'm recording in right now. Um, and, uh, you know, play, we watched a lot of HGTV during COVID. I would say, sure, uh, yeah. he is the, he is the Joanna to my chip. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we really were, it was a big demo day vibes up here in Tahoe, um, for the first two months. So it was just really fun. Um. Moved up here, fixed in the house, and then um, I was still in my, like, gig era. You know, I had never experienced freelance contract work like this in New York. You know, I surrounded myself with financial marketing people, um, and you know, it it was just so refreshing to be among all these creatives and self-starters and people who had all these endeavors. And um, so I was really addicted to that for a bit. And I, I came up here and I was, I was bartending for a little bit and I was doing, you know, little odd jobs and, um, and eventually kind of found myself, you know, wanting to really be a part of this community. I would say after about month two or three I ended up stumbling upon this queer happy hour for the Lake Tahoe Pride group. And that was really my first foray into getting to know the community and um, was just so excited to meet like minded people in this strange new world and um, started building and revitalizing that community, creating Instagrams for things. Then after shortly after that, getting to know the um the South Lake Tahoe Windjammers Yacht Club and started sailing with them as kind of my summer. It's my one like Tahoe thing I do, right? It's my one right. outdoor activity that I really commit to. Um, but yeah, and then after that, I really, you know, after those two communities, I was really like, oh, like there's, you know, there's something here. I was really enjoying the kind of like Stars Hollow small townness that was South Lake mm-hmm. Tahoe. And I I wanted more of it. And um I was scrolling past jobs on LinkedIn and saw the job for Live Violence Free and, you know, really was like, oh, this is an amazing way to be so involved in this community. And um, this experience looks really transferable from a lot of the stuff I've done in marketing. And... um, took a, took a big risk and took a leap and I couldn't be happier with it. I think I, I have an amazing team. I'm so thrilled to work with Chelsea, our executive director every day. She's amazing. Um, the rest of our director's team, it's just, it's such a, you know, not to be corny, it is a family. I I just think yeah. there's something really nice to, to me, especially about working in social services, about working in something so community oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, you know, there's, there's not that in marketing in in a real way, sometimes, I don't know, at least right, in my experience, right. I'm, I'm hoping, who knows what will come down my path in the future. But, um, you know, it is, it's definitely been a refreshing breath of fresh air, the pace of life, the quality of life, the type of work we do has been just so nice. And I think leaving LA, I kind of, you know, was struggling with like purposelessness, you know, there was only so much hot tub I could handle, you know, it was just (laughs) kind of, it was just very, um, I needed something more real after a certain amount of time. Yeah. And I think Tahoe never misses an opportunity to teach me about resilience and, <laughs> and, you know, and it has been, you know, such a gift in that way and that, you know, the, the value of sacrifice and, you know, you really put your time in the winter to enjoy an amazing summer. And mm-hmm. it's just been, um, it's been full of learnings that I, in a cosmic way, feel like I needed. Um, I, you know, it kind of was, I was on the, I was on the chariot. Actually, here's a little, a little woo-woo moment for you. I, I had a tarot reading. <laughs> Um, before I left LA, that was I thought was really impactful. And um, the reader was drawing cards, and she pulled one out that was like the star, and I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." It was like I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm the star right now. That's for sure." You know, <laughs> so it's with, with my job in LA. And then she was putting the deck back, and then another one fell out, and it was the chariot, which you know symbolizes mm. that my future could go in any direction. That it was yeah. that an instability of my path, or that I was you know kind of on this wild. Ride on the on the roller coaster. And that's exactly how I felt and have felt for a long time. But you know, there's been so much good in that. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, fortune really favors the bold in that way. And that I really took a big risk. And has it come with a lot of challenge and sacrifice? Yes. But has it come mm-hmm. with the gift of perspective and, you know, so many things you can't buy? Absolutely. Um, so I think it, yeah, it's it really was the decision to come up here was really you know, to to sink my teeth into something more real, to really find out where my compass was pointing. Because I think I did need kind of a reset in my career, and I think you know finding myself in social services has been so fulfilling.
0: Absolutely, um, and you know, like yeah, Tahoe and LA, like two different worlds. And I think one of the most surprising things that I kind of recognized about Tahoe when I when I first moved there, um, it's such a small town. Like it, it almost feels like this larger than life kind of an area i think with all the tourism i think with you know the huge epic scenic views it just seems like there's just so much going on and and it's not really connected and then once you kind of settle in you realize really quickly how like that is absolutely not the case like it's total small town feels and you're totally right with saying like you kind of have to work for it right like you have to work through those tough winters if Mm -hmm. any listeners out there like don't understand the tahoe winter it is I will just say epic and sometimes not in the way that like it, it's not a good epic all the time like if you're not like a winter sports person I was never a winter sports person which always people always like gave me a crazy look like then girl why do you live in tahoe if you don't ski or snowboard you know mm-hmm. um but the winter's there I mean they're beautiful but they're unbelievable and it's so much work to be shoveling like every three hours just to keep your car cleaned off to be able to go somewhere
1: yes that was new for me right (laughs) certainly i'm not from upstate that far in new york that that was uh normal for me so that was and this winter was historic yes i I always say tahoe has a flair for the dramatic it's like every season right there's fire season there's you know 12 foot snow season even right now we have like pollen clouds like in the sky. It's just like every season is the most dramatic season. Yeah. Um. But it is the most naturally kind of like interesting place to live in an, in, a, in a natural environment where it's the nature is just always doing something so magnificent and impressive mm-hmm. and, and kind of like jaw dropping.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's stunning in that way, right? Like just seeing, I mm-hmm. think like that, that raw, natural element of it um even like if you go for a hike in the woods and you're not even that far off of a trail or that far like away from town it just gives you this feeling like you're in this desolation um and it really Mm -hmm. yeah it's such a beautiful place but um i think the flair for the dramatic is like a perfect way (laughs) to really encapsulate (laughs) the feeling of living in tahoe um but yeah, no, I just, I admire all of that so much. As someone also that came from the East Coast and moved out there, right. it's like, I feel like we kind of had somewhat similar experiences in that way of like finding our niche and finding our communities. And, you know, there's there's several in Tahoe too, which is a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to ask you about, you know, like finding that job online for Live Violence Free, like coming yes. into this position. And, I, and, and, you know, you're very much about like the, the marketing and all of that, which is your forte. And I think you have perfectly added yourself into Live Violence Free, because we really needed that (laughs) person that had all that, you know, social media savviness and could propel us forward with marketing and partnerships. Um, But just coming into the role in general, you know, did you have, like, any experience before, like, you know, with anything in the field that we work in, whether it's domestic violence, sexual assaults, or was that kind of like you were beginning that learning journey for all of that stuff kind of coming in the door?
1: Well, it's it's funny you say that. Um, I mean, there's definitely family dynamics at play. Um, you know, for me personally, I would say I'm gonna surface contextualize this by saying one thing I did leave out of LA was that, you know, I you know, being in a relationship in COVID was trying, was very challenging. Yeah. And um, you know, it definitely put a lot of strain. It's been my first really big relationship, my only really significant relationship and that i've you know the only person i've said i love you to the only person i've you know committed to in this way and um you know had a huge falling out with um some friends of mine in, in los angeles um and where it kind of culminated in them telling me to leave and you know telling me trying to advise me to leave and i think i'm really glad that i didn't i'm really glad that i pushed through and committed and and really grew to you know rose to to my, to meet my own fate in a sense. And that I was like, you know, what I have is worth saving and what makes a relationship valuable is actually is being able to overcome conflict together and to become stronger together. And that was something that I wasn't, I didn't really know, you know, I think, um, I don't know. I mean, we all have our own situations growing up, but I guess, you know, uh, I've shared, um, you know, with Live Violence Free and with the Suicide Prevention Network up here, a little bit about my family history. Um, you know, my parents had what I thought, you know, growing up, was a really beautiful, idyllic marriage, and um, you know, then my father's side had a lot of death in the family, and I think it really wore on him, and um, in ways that we didn't even see, um, and you know, just you know, just the way that mental illness, the perception of mental health has changed since in the last decade, in the last, you know, five years, um, is just so different than what it was then. And I think, um, you know, none of us could see that he was struggling. um, And, you know, he eventually committed suicide. He actually jumped off the Tappan Zee Bridge, my senior year of high school, only months after I'd come out of the closet as gay. Um, And, you know, no, it's, it's, you know, it is, it is what it is. We all have our struggles, you know, no trauma is comparable, but, you know, it was, it was a surprise to me in that my parents' relationship was, I thought, so perfect, so conflict-free, you know, so on the same page, when I think my biggest takeaway from all of that, you know, combining those experiences is, in, in my perspective, is that, you know, it's not about, having no conflict. It's about resolving conflict together and becoming yeah. stronger from it. And I think, you know, both of them, both of my parents grew up in fairly, you know, I'm not gonna, I mean, yeah, we, we have a wide definition of abuse now, or my definition now from working here is larger and more expanded. But I think, you know, slightly abusive households, certainly not entirely happy marriages on both of their sides, on, on their parents' parents, you know, but Um, both grew up as the oldest from, you know, households with parents from, you know, the great depression and kind of were, you know, um, just doing their best to, uh, to mitigate conflict. I think that was their goal is they wanted to create a, you know, kind of a household free of that. But I think in doing so created a world in which there was maybe not as much openness as there could have been, or, and I don't know how much of that is generational, but, You know, yeah, looking back, I think it's it's I'm just so glad that I, you know, leaving L.A., right. You know, having having that falling out, having that experience um, and kind of saying, well, you know what? I'm going to be an expert on healthy relationships. Actually, I, you know, I, (laughs) you know, if you don't think my relationship is good for me, then that's up to me to decide, you know, and it's, and it's wrong of me to actually put myself in the position in which I'm letting that decision be made by other people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was, you know, so much of my life. I think honestly, that's really what Tahoe has done for me in a lot of ways is it's allowed me to step into my power by disconnecting myself a bit Or distancing at least from from people who I was maybe living for, other than myself, Mm -hmm. um, allowing myself to step into my own power and say, "What do I want?" You know, what what am I going to do in this place where I know nobody? And um, allowing myself to really find my own frequency and wavelength here, and it's been really rewarding. Um, But yeah, I would say it's you know it it kind of came to me in an almost cosmic way, and I was like. Um, this is what I need right now, you know, leaving LA being like, maybe I need therapy. And this job has been such a therapy for me.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love hearing that too. Um, But I I was going to ask you as well, like, what do you think has been the biggest thing that you've learned since working for Live Islands Free? And you said that now, you know, your definition of abuse has, has broadened, but has there been like any aha moments um, or just things that really stood out to you because of course like and we know this listeners might not but everyone that works at live violence free you have to go through the crisis intervention training course which is super comprehensive it's like taking a college course they're like three hour classes it's a 76 and a half hour long training of course that's split up um so, you know, you, you come into the job, no matter what position you're in, you really have to get all of this base knowledge. And so yeah, to go all the way back. Like, what do you think has been like the most aha moment or the biggest thing that you've learned from working there?
1: I mean, I think I really think about the concept. Of, I saw this word the other day and I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Um, Sonder of like realizing that everyone has their own experience and is, is, is going through as much as you are all the time. And like, even in such a small town, like I guess, you know, that you never know what's going on beneath the surface. Mm-hmm. And you never know what people are struggling with and what they're going through. And just to always have such an open mind and an open heart to everyone you meet because you don't know where they're coming from. And yeah. um yeah, I think it's it's just been the way that even, you know, our coworkers, you know, wear some of their situations and traumas with such grace and dignity and strength and the ability to like just soldier on and build rebuild their lives as survivors and um, no matter what they're coming from, like I think that has been so eye-opening because I think there was certainly a like not that level of connection with my colleagues in previous roles, right like I think being in this this super vulnerable workspace, has really shifted my perspective about what, what work can be like, I think in another way, right? Like I actually, I thrive in an emotional work environment. I, mm-hmm. this work is really good for me. I really enjoy it. It makes it real. Yeah. Um, And that for me was something that was lacking in previous positions where I was like, I don't want to make small talk with you about, you know, whatever. Like I just, it was, it's been so refreshing to be around such real people who are dealing with real things and to be a part of that and to kind of, you know, take a much needed introspective look at myself and my own life and my own trauma. um, Because I think that that's what New York in a lot of ways teaches you to do, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It teaches you to kind of compartmentalize it and shelve it away. And LA was kind of like, you know, kind of the polar opposite was like, You know, forget about who you are, you're someone else now. You know, it's like, got to LA, (laughs) dyed my hair blonde, you know, had a new personality. I was like, okay, great. You know, it's kind of like finding different ways to kind of, but you can't run away from yourself. You know, no matter where you go, Mm, there you are. And I think Tahoe allowed me to really wrestle with that for the first time in a long time. Because, you know, back to my dad and my family situation, I think me and my brothers all handled that in such different ways. And um, I, I read another quote once that was like, every child has a different parent. Be based on where that parent is at that time Mm. and I was like that's so true yeah in in the way that you know I struggle more with you know escapism or really the the spinning out of it all that I was kind of you know spit out of my previous life and was like okay time to go to college and like kind of do this and do that and just kind of kept running to the next thing and um by keeping myself addicted to the next thing I never had to look back and say you know who who are you, and and how are you feeling, and um, so yeah, it really did provide me, you know, between the Tahoe time and this role, kind of this amazing ability to heal myself in a big way.
0: It sounds like Tahoe's given you the time to kind of just like finally pump the brakes and slow down. And just Mm -hmm. be in the moment which i think is like another magical thing about tahoe and again like all the natural beauty and a lot of how you can feel like you're like alone and lost in the woods pretty quickly even not even being deep into the woods like i think it just sounds like it's really giving you that time to yeah really deeply figure out like who you are um it's not that fast-paced lifestyle like new york or la has and especially like with your partner too and kind of like embarking and looking for something else just professionally in your life and looking for different experiences outside of the ones you already had like i just love hearing that i love hearing that tahoe has given you that opportunity to figure out who you are because you're awesome um so,
1: oh, <laughs> so you know i love it's, that it's, for you thank you yeah i i, I love for me too i'm grateful for this place for what it's taught me
0: yeah uh also i love that you were like kind of embarking on this journey and part of like this whole journey for you has included some tarot cards and like you know vibing with like what these tarot cards (laughs) have said i have a deck right over there i'm all about the tarot cards so i'm like yes i love that the universe has put you in the right place at the right time and again especially for that position with live violence free because i don't think anyone could do it better and i think you've added like such a wonderful new fresh layer to the agency just by your expertise um And by the way, I'm still like, I'm still low-key blown away that you were like working with the Kardashians. Like if if the (laughs) listeners could have seen my face, my jaw was like dropped for about like three minutes as you were still talking and explaining everything.
1: I mean, it was only on Zoom calls with them. I I did get to meet John Legend as part of it, which was very fun.
0: You are blowing Um, my mind this episode. This has been
1: (laughs) I mean that was yeah that was you know that was the life I was addicted to but you know influencer marketing it's it's an interesting industry so it's I'm glad to be you know it's it's funny it's like I apply the same lens to our donors right so mm-hmm. it's like looking at looking at you know the people of South Lake Tahoe as you know using that same lens and saying okay who are our who are our biggest influencers who has a million yeah. followers you know who is going to move the needle for our brand live islands free um, so it's it's a very similar. Uh, lens. And it's been kind of exciting to like gamify Tahoe in that way for myself.
0: Yeah. I would never have even like thought of it. Of course, I've like, never been into marketing and influencing marketing and all that. But I'm like, I would have never thought about that. And just that approach, mm-hmm. I think it's just such an intelligent approach to take, especially yeah, like a nonprofit, you're always looking to see like, who can support us who can bring in money, you know, because that's critical for live violence mm-hmm. for you being able to provide essentially all of the programs that are so necessary in the community. So yeah, just, oh, Colin, Live Violence Free is just so lucky to have you.
1: I feel very lucky to be here. It's, you know, it's relationship management. That's, that's what it comes down to. And I think that's, it's so, that's, what's awesome about what we are to the community is we go back 45 years, you know, and we have- such legs and roots within this town um and people really come out of the woodwork to do amazing things for us and i'm always i'm dumbfounded by that and that's a really cool part of working here
0: yeah and i just want to say too um like just thank you so much for being so vulnerable and like sharing that stuff, especially about like your family and all of that. I mean, sometimes in life, like just hearing the things people have gone through. It's like, just like you said before, like we never know what someone has gone through, right? Or what they're experiencing behind closed doors. So just Absolutely. even for me to hear that and learn these, you know, deeper pieces about you has definitely made me feel like I know you a heck of a lot better. I'm sure the listeners are probably thinking the same thing. Um that. But yeah, no, just thank you. And I appreciate so much you being brave, you starting us off with this little series, you being vulnerable and open to sharing some of those experiences. Um, But I want to ask you before we kind of like wrap up. Sure. Because I feel like a lot of this conversation has been about kind of like finding your niche, finding yourself. Yes. And so do you have any advice for anybody out there that's maybe like in a transition period um, or just like trying to figure out who they are, like what advice would you give to any of the listeners?
1: I mean, it's a tough one, but I think what has worked for me, if you are someone who finds yourself on a cycle, on a loop that's no longer serving you, um, that it's worth the risk to find your own, you know, drumbeat, find your own pattern. I think that's something that I really meditated on when I first moved here. And it was like, you know, if you're ever feeling lost, like really just focus on what, you know, what makes you happy and focus on the things that, you know, you know how to do or you want to do, just listen to, you know, the more I kind of was you know, here with my thoughts in the woods, right? With my significant <laughs> other. But even then, it was kind of just like really me just like learning who I was in a new environment and l- listening to my conscience, to my heart, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, kind of just finding what was organic for me and giving myself the time to do so, which took, you know, easily kind of three to four months. But yeah. it it all kind of fell into place. And it it, it took kind of shedding the layers that we kind of add to ourselves that are artificial or based on our environment and being able to kind of um, hone in on what I really, who I really am and what makes sense for me to do based on that, you know? Um, But yeah, you know, kind of just putting yourself in a new environment and listening to, listening to yourself and, and trusting yourself and trusting that things will work out for you if you continue to, Do things that serve you.
0: I love when you said it's worth the risk because I feel like so often in life, like that's really what holds. I can speak for myself; held myself back. Like that's what could hold other people back. Is just thinking about these risks and the unknowns and. You know, I'm not saying like, don't trust your gut and just go for things, whether they seem toxic or not, but it's like a lot of the time yeah, the unknown, right? Like it seems like a big risk just because we don't know what's out there or we don't know what it's going to bring us. And so I think that's so empowering. And I love that so much. Like it's worth the risk and do it if it serves you like that is, oof, I'm going to add that to like my mantra list or like my <laughs> affirmations because <laughs> I'm like, that's that's beautiful advice to give out. So Oh, Colin, this has just been like such a lovely conversation and getting to know you better. And yeah, it's been just really cool to hear your story.
1: Um, Thank you so much.
0: But I think with all of that, I think it's a great time just to kind of take a few breaths together. Um, So listeners, if you are willing to take on this meditation at this time, I encourage you to get into a comfortable seated position, find yourself somewhere that you can just fully relax. You can zone out. And spend a few minutes just focusing on our breath so I want you just to start noticing your breath wherever you're at you don't have to change it just start noticing your inhales and your exhales at this time you can either find something in the room to look at or gently close your eyes. Now I would like you to start taking our meditative breath, which is nice deep breath in through our nose and out through your mouth. Continue these breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. start to find a rhythm with your breathing start to make your inhales same length as your exhales and as you're in this rhythm start to notice your body start to notice the rise and fall of your chest the rise and fall of your belly The expansion in your ribs as you take these deep breaths in. The cool air you're breathing in. And the warm air you're breathing out. Scan your body if you have any sources of tension. Send your breath to that space. I invite you to think of a mantra in your head whatever speaks to you. Your mantra can be anything from I am worthy, I am enough, or even just a word you feel that defines you. And for the next few minutes, with this rhythm in your breathing, really focus on that mantra as you're breathing in silence. And on your next inhale, take a deep breath in, really fill your lungs, and a big breath out. One more, fill your lungs, breathe in all the way, and hold for a count of three, and a big breath out, let it all go. And you can spend as much time here as you'd like if you wanna pause, just stay in this relaxing state. Or I invite you to come on back, return to your normal breathing, gently open your eyes if you closed them. And I hope you all enjoyed that little moment of Zen here at the end of our first ever our stories kind of series we're doing. Colin, I just want to say thank you so much again for not only being you, being amazing at your job, for everything you do for the Tahoe community, for I'll everything you do for Live Violence Free, for everything you do looking after dogs, by the way. I did not even bring that up during the episode, you dog sitting. Um, so <laughs> It's
1: nothing I don't do.
0: For all the things. Um, but yeah, any... Any last bits of advice, any last little things you want to share before we close out?
1: I'm just so, I'm so honored that you let me come co-host this with you. Um, I love being a part of this podcast, um, this award-winning podcast.
0: Yes.
1: Um, so I'm just, I'm so thrilled. I've always wanted to do this. It has been so amazing for me and another way that I've been able to get more vulnerable, get to know myself more, heal myself more just has been such a cool experience and such a cool part of LVF for me. So thank you for allowing me to step into this space with you and be here for not just this episode, but all the ones we've recorded previously and the ones we have to come. And um, I've, yeah, just thank you for everything you said. I'm, I'm so touched and I I'm. it's my pleasure to share this with you guys. I, I hope that you all tune in more often and I hope that we get to do more of this because I think this will um, be such an exciting new chapter for the pod as well
0: yeah absolutely and just yeah thank you for all you do we're just we love having you i love having you here you're a wonderful host and also you're like a wonderful guest so look at you just like renaissance (laughs) man killing it either way thank Um, you but no this has been great and to all the listeners out there thank you so much just for tuning in today hearing a little bit more about colin we're gonna have you know of course myself our other hosts jumping in to Uh, participate in this little our story series as well so stay tuned for that we want to thank you so much and we hope you'll join us for our next conversation